0: Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 37. It's Christmas and I'm excited to start doing all the Christmassy things like decorating the house. But first, I've got Ben staying with his wife Lexi and son Rafe. We've been doing some branding exercises and sort of business plans for next year. And we actually found out that we have grapes growing on the vineyard, which is super exciting. We were told that we shouldn't expect grapes in year one. Um, And then when we were weeding, we sort of lifted up the sheath and found all these grapes. And they just taste amazing, kind of sweet with like um, good acidity. So I'm really excited for what the wine's going to taste like. And so Ben and I had a discussion, and we thought it was silly to just leave them on the vine and let them rot in the ground. We should harvest them, freeze them, and then for years to come, we can actually compare year on year what the grapes taste like and the different sort of tasting notes and acidity and sweetness going through them. So Ben and I have just arrived at the vineyard. We have got buckets and giant tubs and secateurs, and we're going to see how many bunches of grapes we can actually find in underneath the wine. Do you want to start on the Sauvignac side rather than the Solaris because there's less? Or Oh, look, there's grapes right there. <laughs> <laughs> on our very first one. was one oh, like two prongs coming out of the um, wax. we would clip that back, and this will be the main route. So Ben's been researching this morning how exactly we prune in year one because basically all the growth that we've had in year one, everything needs to be chopped back to about a foot. But the pruning is very important. So we'd what cut that? And then you have that as the main one. Oh. Just oh. leave that on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And are you supposed to take the leaves off? Yeah, that's supposed to just stay like that. and then right, it's not that tall yet, is it? No, maybe some of the would. taller ones need to. Yeah, be maybe tripped. that's what you would do later. Date you? you'd go and clip this. Yeah may not needed at the moment. Nice. 2,799 to go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rafe. Nice little bubble hat, mate. Yeah, was it. Oh, is that a grape? Yeah. Do you want to eat it? He wants you to eat it. Want me to eat it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so with this, cut <laughs> like that. So it's, it's like- It's better to pull them off than to clip them off. You can do either, I mean, they'll fall off anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, I just chop this This one, yeah, like right down, yeah, Yeah. nice. (laughs) Sorry, why is it coming up? Oh, it's oh, the pole is actually in there. Trust you to get that one, (laughs) okay? So, oh, no, wait, oh, no, 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 yeah, that's it. So it's that super exciting time of year when we get to get festive with decorating the house and making our own wreath, um, something that Harry and I have always done since we were kids when Dad used to take us down. Hello, Missy. No, you can't have your bed back, so hello. You gonna, what's that? Ow. Oh, Hi. I've kicked the cat out of her bed and she's saying, what are you doing? I would like to sleep in there, please. Which is our little farm gator that we go down in. Anyway, I digress. So we used to go down to the woods and we'd try and find holly with berries on and we would find bits of ivy, and basically anything that looked kind of Christmassy and foragey, little pine cones and things like that. So it's always something I remember doing with Dad. And now Harry and I and sometimes David go down and decorate the house for Christmas. We hang Holly on top of all the picture frames. Where is she? Don't go underneath the wheels. Yeah, I know. She's really warm to me now. It took a while. I mean, I've been here a year and only now is she letting me stroke her and giving me a little purrs and meows yeah I know your bed isn't there I'm sorry I need to use the gator those big puppy dog eyes but a cat Meow, justy (laughs) yeah it's just gonna be a whole podcast episode of me stroking the cat I'm so in awe well I mean I was gonna say I'm so in awe of how affectionate she is but sometimes it's like stroke 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 and then she'll suddenly attack me and be like no more strokes so yeah you are like that sometimes aren't you okay put the cat back in her bed and we can hit the road Okay, I've just entered the woods and there's a really old track. Oh God, I'm getting knocked with leaves. There's a really old track leading down through the woods. It's a little bit overgrown. As you can hear, I am smacking into things, but it was always so much fun. And I still find it so much fun as an adult sort of coming down here on this old forbidden road through these ancient woods. So pretty. Oh, a squirrel. Sorry. Okay, where are the holly bushes? jackpot so not only have I found a holly bush but I found a holly bush with berries on it Obviously, this time of year, um, there's not a lot. Oh god, knocking into the holly! Obviously, this time of year, there's not a lot of food to go around for the birds. So most of the berries have been eaten, and I do feel a little bit mean stealing what little food they've got for decoration's sake. But most of the berries that they can't get to is because they're somewhere uneasy for them to sort of perch on, so they're never going to get the berries anyway. That's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> I couldn't find any secateurs, but I've got a saw, which might be a bit OTT for what we need. Another reason why I love this part of the woods so much is because it's an old disused quarry. I suppose there's a lot of old quarries in the woods surrounding us because it would have been all the stone used for building all the houses nearby. And it's so beautiful right now. There are barely any leaves left on the trees. The ground is completely covered in sort of orange dead leaves, and then you've got the mossy green walls of the old disused quarry with sort of vines crawling down them, towering up. above me and it's just it always amazed me as a child and it still amazes me now I just heard off in the distance some movement and it sounds quite big and it always scares me like oh is there somebody else in the woods but it's definitely just me maybe it's a deer or something okay I'm gonna go a little bit further up amazing isn't it Okay, so now I'm ready to cut down some of the holly. I did bring gloves with me, but of course I'm not wearing them, I'm getting spiked to death. Right, so I've got some holly, now I need some fir trees. Oh, shoot. Not concentrating, nearly spiked my lovely sweater. So in our house, even though I have a minimalist sense of style, that's definitely not our approach to Christmas. It's sort of more is more. Mum, if anything, always tried to sort of rein dad in a little bit. You know, we used to have ivy going down the beams. We'd bring all of nature in, basically. We have holly on top of every picture frame, which always looks super lovely. I love that. Right. Okay. Let me turn this beast around and head back. Bring half the wood with me. So I've just pulled up to the woods called Dark Furs. is in the name um, and it's lots of fir trees. So I'm going to get some fir tree branches from in here. I've just spotted some lovely tiny pine cones, which I'm going to pick, not so delicately, um, which (laughs) will look really sweet in the wreath. I have pulled up to the corner of the woods where we have the port tree. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but my whole life there's been a tree in the woods that we call the port tree because it has a bottle of port in it. Hashtag relatable. I have no idea why there's a bottle of port in it, but um, we always used to stop and have a swig um, even when we were kids. So of course it would be inconceivable of me to walk past the port tree now without having a little swig of the port from underneath the tree. There's a few old bottles of port where the labels have completely worn off, presumably from past years where nobody's taken them home. Let me... Okay, I found the port. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that is lovely right so on to more important matters i need to take some fir tree branches open up my little saw uh, ready to take home and then i'm done and i can go and make the reeds. ready to do some wreath making Oh, you got the tea and cake ready. I love it. I made a cup of tea. Fabulous. And what's the cake? The raisins were soaked in Earl Grey tea and then the juice that was left when I strained the raisins made the icing. Oh, yum. I have put Ooh, everything on the table that I foraged from the woods and beyond. Um, I've got some little pine cones. I've got some rose hips. And then I found these sort of hollyish looking spiky things, which I thought would look quite nice. And then from last year, you have got cinnamon sticks all wrapped up in a sweet little bow and yes. a sliced orange and lime. Yes, orange whole oranges, which have been sliced look like a lantern, which have been dried in the arga, and limes and then slices. And then in underneath, I've got some big pine cones. Ooh, yours are bigger than mine. So what we have done, what I have done, is using... Mum's just chugging away at cake... I've made a circle out of garden wire. I've gone round about four or five times and then I've gone round another time twisting around and around and around to sort of make it um, sturdy. And it's pretty sturdy um, and hopefully it'll take this fir tree wrapping around it. So let us see, let us see. So I did pick... Oh God, I'm going to get the place so messy with bits of thing dropping off. So what's new? Hey. Might need some secateurs or some scissors for that. Hmm good cake yeah, i'm always happy to have a bit of cake Is this taking shape do you think yeah just like some words of encouragement here. we were gonna make two sets of wreaths um but i was very kindly sent a wreath by a brand and um, which i've got down at the bungalow which looks lovely made out of moss and ferns so yeah they also had a, a rustic charm I the only trouble with these is how do you attach them well last co- year we did I um, used, um, thread. thread, yeah cotton yeah, thread so and we cool. sewed it what do you think and then that there ta-da, look at that I mean yeah it's a little bit rough already can you just at it from the back oh yes uh, over. nice <laughs> so it's not really a circle anymore but still, right so that's it for the ferns Let's slurp because it's nearly oh. cold okay while you're... Yeah, while I'm fiddle-faddling. <laughs> you could probably ditch those, I didn't realize you had pine cones already. Yeah, but it's a bit Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? We need something just there, another orange perhaps? Yeah, yeah maybe a big orange. Nice, yeah. yeah I think sometimes we've got so much stuff we can overthink it. All right so now we will get to work in sewing each individual piece on, now we've got the design that we like. Then no, we'll hang it on the door. Okay. <laughs> So I have finished sewing all the bits onto the wreath. It's looking pretty good. I hope it's quite sturdy. It's amazing. I think it looks really fresh and vibrant. I love the colours. Yeah, we went for a fir tree that's actually quite a bright, vivid green. And it's lovely, isn't it, really? I've made a little wire hanger. We've got a nail on the front door that we always have there for the wreath. So should we go and hang it up? Why not? Oh, yeah, you get it. One of the pine cones is a little bit wibbly-wobbly, but... Hey, look at that. That looks fantastic, doesn't it? It does. It's very pretty. Amazing. Oh, I love it. It has its own rustic charm. It does. I like it very much. Yes, I love it. I'll go that far. Yes, it's very nice. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, do you feel Christmassy yet? Getting there. (laughs) Put on some gloves for the occasion. So now that it's winter time and it's got a lot colder in the minus figures, mum's been lighting the fire every single day. So one thing we need to make sure, Nigel and I, is that her log store is kept completely full. Um, So up in the farmyard, we've got lots of logs that have been wintered over a couple of years. Any trees that have fallen down in the woods, basically, um, get chopped up by Nigel into smaller logs and then put on the wood store. I'm currently looking at a big pile of logs, wondering what would be the best thing. I just need to start heaving them in the back, really. We've got the little gator, which is sort of like a a golf cart meets a tractor type thing, really, um, which has a back on it, like a tailgate, which you can put the back down and fill with logs. And then I drive it down to the house and I put it in the log store. Sometimes at the log store, you've got to be careful you're not underneath it and it's going to topple over. So we chuck a big log to make it fall down while we're not under it. So I'm going to do that now. (laughs) Oh, just a couple. It's one of the things you've got to be careful of on the farm is going off and doing things like this where nobody knows where you are or you're out of signal or anything and you can get caught out. Who does she think she is? Big, rough, tough farmer now. Right, so I've loaded up the back of the gator. Now time to drive down to the house. The rain has just started coming down. Um, I don't want all these logs that have been kept for two years in the dry to suddenly get damp. Um, this was actually the old entrance to the house if you remember the house tour back along this is the log store that has the leaded paint beautifully um, dark green uh, doorways but yes lead paint nonetheless Inside to the left are the bigger logs and then the sort of fire lightings go into the right. So at the moment I'm just sort of dropping them in in front of me. One thing mum has to be cautious of when bringing in the logs into the living room is we've had quite a few queen wasps um, that suddenly she's found sort of zooming all around the living room and they must hide in the crevices of the old wood because they've been stored up there for sort of two or three years, some of them even more. Um, I suppose a log store is the perfect place for a wasp to sort of hibernate, a wasp queen, queen hornet. So... Yeah, but at the moment, the uh, log store in the back is a very cool temperature. It's just a brick sort of outhouse building, really. And it's in the house and mum can easily reach them. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The back just fell down on the gator. Didn't mean to do that. Bumbling idiot. Some of them, when you chuck them, they explode in brown dust. They've been stored for so long. They are so dry. Right, that's it. I've chucked my last log. Um, I just asked mum, she assures me, oh yeah, she's got plenty of fire lighting, so I don't need to worry about that for now. So yeah, I have just filled up the log store. No doubt more to come next week. So I'm just carrying in the logs for the fire. Mum does this every single day, has to carry logs back and forth. It's quite laborious. It's got so cold now. I mean, it's 12 o'clock midday and I can't believe we're lighting the fire. It's absolutely freezing. freezing. You can hear the wind drawing through the chimney, actually. Listen. Sounds kind of ominous. Right, so I'm going to pile up these little bits of twigs and stick, get the fire going, and then it's all about sort of putting bigger bits on, kindlings, twigs, and then you put the big log on at very last because you don't want to choke it and destroy the fire. feel that you have to be very patient with making the fire and you can't rush it otherwise you risk starving all the oxygen out of it and it doesn't go anywhere mum's got the knack of making a fire she does it every single day being in the bungalow I just turn on the, um, the boiler I don't have to worry about heating the house with fireplaces and things but there is something so lovely and festive and sort of wintry about you know actually lighting a fire and you get such a load of heat into the room this looks like it's catching now. I'm just going to open the door. Listen to that roar. Amazing. Oh, there's just nothing nicer than in the winter time Making your own fire, sitting in front of it. I love sort of holding out my tootsies and just letting them warm. My feet are so cold from being out on the farm, especially in my gumboots, even though they're lined with neoprene. You just get so chilly. Oh, the air is so nice. I can feel them warming up now. So that's going to roar away. And then you keep adding bigger and bigger logs, basically. So you need to give it less and less attention. Ah. I think it's time to go and get a glass of something. Settle in for the evening. I hope wherever you guys are in the world, you're having a lovely build up to Christmas so far. Um, I'm really enjoying all the decorating of the house and listening to all the Christmas songs sort of back to back. And we're going to start settling into watching some Christmas films, which will be really fun. I always find the sort of build up to Christmas even more fun than the day itself. So I hope you're all enjoying it like I am. Wishing you all a Merry Christmas and peace on earth for all men. (laughs) ho 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 peace and love and joy to all of us supposedly eventually one day in the meantime you can follow us on instagram at back to earth podcast on twitter at back to earth pod and on tiktok at back to earth charlie music is by john away in a manger day artwork is by eric holly jolly chow and this episode was edited by david knight is coming to town thank you guys so much and thank you for listening and if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our show series, Hashtag Farm Life. This week we're talking about wreaths. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash human. Back to Earth is a Definitely Human production. Okay, bye!